to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about the problem with labels. I'm good too. I like the fact that you are great. Did it sound like I mean, Tony the Tiger? A little bit. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad you're doing so well. <laughs> uh, I'm great. I wish I could roll my R's. You could work on that. Yeah. I don't. Is that one of those things like, you know, rolling your tongue that's genetic? Um, I don't do you know, think it's just but a I doubt thing? it. I think you could learn it. I think if you wanted it enough, you could do it. (laughs) That seemed like a challenge. (laughs) You can get back to us on that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll practice rolling my R's. (laughs) When you're on vacation on the Alaskan cruise, just practice. (laughs) I'll just sit in my room by myself rolling R's. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. Well, how are you today, Janine? I'm terrific. <laughs> I think you should roll the R's on that one, too. Ter- ter- I can't. I'm, not, I'm, I'm genetically unable. <laughs> oh, we're, that's one of the things that, you know, as native English speakers, we're just really not good at. I mean, there are plenty of people who can do it, but since we don't do it day to day. Right. You know, it's making, let me tell you, it's making my Portuguese lessons hard. Oh, I, I forgot about your Portuguese lessons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, see, now you have a double uh, reason to, um, to work on this for your <laughs> Portuguese and for your Tony the Tiger impression. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, we're three minutes to our, into our <laughs> podcast episode and have not addressed the topic. oh which is labels the problem with labels right as an organizer this is um problematic huh uh but to me because i love labels so much but but i love the kind of labels that we put on bins and shelves and things i think they're extremely helpful and important in organizing but those kind of labels are awesome terrific but when we're talking about labels that people put on themselves or others it's less they're less helpful huh yes yeah and i and i think um i mean part of the problem is that it becomes part of your identity and if something is part of your identity it's harder to let go of like actually let me just bring this around to what we were talking about. Like, if I feel like it's in my identity that I can't roll R's, then I'm less like, likely to try to change that. Like, right. if I just feel like that's who I am and and that's it. Everybody um, knows Shannon can't roll R's. <laughs> that's right. 
She's I a non-R just a roller. non-R roller. <laughs> oh, jinx. <laughs> but so, you know, a lot of times when we're talking on the podcast, I will refer to people who have perfectionistic tendencies or um, lean towards perfectionism or struggle with perfectionism as opposed to talking about perfectionists. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I don't want people to see themselves as that. I, I want them to see themselves as more and and to see that there's a possibility to be different ways. And mm-hmm. you can be different ways in, in different circumstances. I think this, one of the, the things that um, prompted us to do this particular episode was when we realized that um, you as a naturally good enough person, um, don't think of yourself as a perfectionist, but you have found a number of areas where you have been acting in a perfectionistic way. Absolutely. That's right. And I like one of the realizations I had about that was that like you, even though you were, you were doing these things that were definitely sort of caught up in being perfectionistic, you didn't have the angst of feeling like a perfectionist and that you couldn't get over it. Right, because my happy my label or is of someone who's has is good enough. He's a good enough person, which makes me really happy. It's a happy-go-lucky kind of thing, yeah. which I find appealing for myself. Um, yeah, so yeah, I could be perfectionist about that one thing. It doesn't matter because I can do that because I'm a good enough person. That's right. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of in between there. <laughs> I, I feel like you know we've been doing this for more than a year that like. I mean, are we good enoughers? Is that like what what are we called? What are our <laughs> listeners called? We good. we might actually need a label for that. <laughs> for for what? For for people for, who listen to the podcast? For people who um, have jumped on board the, the good enough train. Good enough train. train. Um, oh, I like it. We should we should work on a label. <laughs> <laughs> G ears. Yeah. Good enoughers. Enoughers. Gnuffers. 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 Oh, my goodness. Well, I like, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is Dax Shepard's um, Armchair Expert. Mm-hmm. And um, he they call the listeners armchairies. Right. And then, and, but, like, they, they use cherries, like the fruit, to, um, like, on social media and stuff the, oh. to represent the listeners. Oh wow! Which I thought was really cute. We should. Yeah, I, want, I like. When I first looked at it, I'm like, why? Why are there cherries all over this? Right. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Got, I don't look at their social media, so I never noticed. But I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have caught it. Uh, that's pretty clever. Mm, yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to come up with an emoji for good enoughers, but you know, we're welcome to suggestions. Uh. No, yes. we're open to suggestions. Did I say welcome? <laughs> you did. We welcome <laughs> suggestions, and we're we're welcome to suggestions. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm not doing as great as I thought I was. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a mouthful to say that you know, people who are on this uh, path are embracing good enough. Is sort of what we're talking about, right? Yes. Um, just as 
some people have perfectionistic tendencies. And it's too bad there isn't a label that like perfectionist for the opposite. Imperfectionist, perhaps. Um, but yeah, the labels don't don't really help anything because it we, really narrows us, doesn't it? I mean, I know I do this with other things as well. Like, I am somebody who I can, you know, I, I don't embrace the enjoyment of exercise, as you know. Um, right. And so I'm not an athlete. That's I think that's safe to say. Um, but that doesn't help me to, right. to be a dyed-in-the-wool non-athlete. <laughs> Well, and, you know, I spent, like, the first 20 years of my adult life being a, um, like, a very adamant, strict couch potato. I didn't exercise. I did not want to sweat. That's why I liked you so much. I know. And then I went and changed on you. Sorry. Uh Uh-huh. I know. But we're still friends. (laughs) Well, maybe that just means there's hope for me. Yeah, well, but I think the thing is, you you may not be a person who is really driven to exercise, but you are a person who um, exercises. You know, you walk yeah. your dog every day. Right. And you, you know, you sort of go through different um, types of exercise. Right. Like, you know, you've done, I, I loved it when you were into your Wii Fit, and then... You, there was like a little gym close to you that you worked out at a number of times. There was, you know, now you're doing yoga. That I paid a gym close to me that I paid for a, a number of years oh. <laughs> uh, and worked out at a number of times. Um, yeah, and now I have yoga. And I will say, I'm going to confess that I had, June was not a good month for me for yoga. And um, yesterday and today, or yesterday, I, I, recommitted myself I'm going to try for daily yoga uh, in July and um, so I've done yoga yesterday and today even though it's only the first of July I started on the 30th Um, but in for me you know having that outer accountability is helpful which is why I'm bringing it up (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah so I but I and I'll just it's off topic but I will say I think it was my week of intense lack of exercise last week when I was in my genealogy research trip where I didn't um, have a dog to walk uh, that made me think I got to get back into the yoga even I missed moving my body Um, wow see but so if you if you were really you know, stuck on the label of being a non-athlete or a non-exerciser, it would be much harder to do that, to recognize that or admit right. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, and that really does, that is what we're talking about here is that if we identify with a label so much that we don't open ourselves up to possibilities outside of that, then we're mm-hmm. leading a, a life that perhaps is unne- unnecessarily what narrow yeah i think it i think it is limiting mm-hmm. um and I, you know it's funny i was just thinking about how labels can be helpful in some situations too um i'm thinking i went to a writer's retreat once and the person who was putting it on jen loudon the first thing she did was give us all like baseball hats that said writer on them Mm. and and she said you know the the first thing I want to you know get out of the way here is that you're all writers 
There are no fakers If you here. write, yeah, there's no fakers. You don't have to do anything in particular to be a writer other than write. That counts. Um, and so that was a, a really positive use of a label. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's a good point. Yeah. And I think, I mean, when I think about I'm organized, right? I mean, I've always mm-hmm. been, oh, I'm organized. That's helpful to me. And right. people, and, and I'm disorganized, which is what I hear from a lot of people. Um, when you slap that label on yourself, that's not very helpful. Uh, right. Because I feel, I see in people, uh, sometimes they're, they feel as though because they're disorganized, there's no hope that they could ever become organized or find a system of organization that would would stick for them when mm-hmm. you know I think it's it's a, a something one can learn um, yeah that's interesting and certainly that writer label that's very interesting because I know I'm a writer too and but I know so many people who say oh I don't I, I can't write I don't write right and I probably means they don't enjoy writing uh, rather than they're not good at it necessarily it's just a lot more effort it's a lot easier for some people than others right well and then I also think there are people who want to be writers you know whether that means they want to write a book or they want to write poetry or they want to even journal or blog or whatever but they don't feel like they're real writers and mm-hmm. I think that's another problem that we can have with labels is feeling like you know you don't you Whatever it is that you're doing doesn't count to call mm-hmm. yourself that thing. You know, it's funny as I'm thinking about that, I really haven't, it, well, it wasn't until um, uh, I was going to the Boston Marathon that I really thought of myself as a runner. And <laughs> that was going to be my fourth marathon. Right. It was your fourth marathon, right? Yeah. Oh right, but when you're thinking about, it. got it? Yeah, right. you're clearly a runner. You don't, you don't run because <laughs> you one have to do a fair amount a of running. Yes, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> That's right, and you were running under some challenging physical circumstances, and yeah, yet you were completing marathons. Well, and I think that's the irony is that. Um, now that like I haven't run since November, well October really, and. Um, but I still consider myself a runner. Because mm, you are. Yeah, because I'm going to, as soon as I'm able to run, I'll run again. Right. Um, but I just think that's so funny. Like, I was logging, like, 50 miles a week, but I didn't think of myself as a real runner. Right. <laughs> like, how much you have to run to be a real runner? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> What was it about now? None. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What was it? What What was it that was going to make you a real runner? Was it qualifying for the Boston Marathon that made you a real runner? Um, I didn't have anything. Like I didn't think like, oh, I'll be a real runner when. Uh I just it just never seemed to be. I don't know. I felt like I just wasn't into as much as real runners. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what it was, but I remember thinking that a lot. Like, well, yeah, you know, I run, but I'm not really a runner. a runner. Yeah. I know how to swim, but I'm not a swimmer. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know why I said that. I think because somebody asked me if I was a swimmer once, and then that was my answer. Well, I could swim. <laughs> they taught me. <laughs> I'm not a swimmer. Yeah, that's my answer to that question, too. Oh, right. You were a late-in-life swimmer. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. How old were you when you embraced, or, or I should say, let me say it again. How I, old were you when you overcame your apprehension about swimming is that what it was I for my yes for my 40th birthday so the month before my 40th birthday I gave myself swimming lessons private swimming lessons and you were afraid to swim right oh not just afraid I was like verging on panic attacks around water right Right. that's amazing that I mean Shannon when I when I I was amazed at the time but when I looking back now it's like that is such a gift that you gave yourself and it's so very brave and it was life enhancing right oh absolutely it was um and i'm still not going to be a person that's going to go for a swim but i'm also not a person that's going to stand at the edge of the water with my heart pounding and you know tears about ready to to brim over because you know it's so terrifying to me so um you know, like it, being on a, the ship for this cruise that I'm going on, it never even occurred to me, like, water. I don't know. Somehow that doesn't, it until just now, I was like, oh, that's funny. I wonder if I would have wanted to do that mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Right. Amazing. Well, I think that's inspirational That because so many people, I'm sure myself included, have fears of things that it's just way too scary to think about overcoming the fear uh, to enhance your life by not having the fear anymore. Yeah, well, and I mean, lucky for me that I had all my coaching tools available to me and and I knew how to handle that. And the other thing that made a big difference for me was it became more important for me to know how to swim than to hold on my fear of swimming. Or my fear of water. Mm-hmm. You um, you got in touch with what was important to you. Yep. Yep. Which you know we never have really talked about that that much on this. I know it's an interesting podcast. concept. We should explore that sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that that is another um, the swimming non swimming thing is another uh, label that yeah. can be helpful or not helpful. Right. Right. And I think that's sort of what what ultimately we're getting at here is that, you know, the problem with labels is I think we're more conditioned to use them for things that we find difficult or that we don't like about ourselves, mm-hmm. um, which makes them harmful in a way, instead of using them for things to support what we want or to bring more value to what we want or to recognize something that we like about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, negative labels are, are the problem here. Yep. And the label isn't necessarily negative on the face of it. It's just, it's the intent behind it probably. Right. Uh, potentially. That's yeah. very interesting. It's weird that I brought up swimming just, just as a quip forgetting completely <laughs> your history with swimming um and didn't you also get over your aversion to tomatoes 
I did. And mushrooms. <laughs> and mushrooms. That's big, too. <laughs> I forgot that I, oh, my God, I completely forgot that that's how I got over my aversion to tomatoes. Uh, that's so funny. By I taking did that. tomato eating lessons? What do you mean? How did you get over it? No, I, I did it purposefully in my very first NLP coach training. Oh, right. I totally forgot that I had done that. <laughs> That's and now so you enjoy a fresh tomato? Oh, like a good garden tomato? Like I'll mm-hmm. still like, you know, if I go somewhere and have a burger and it has like some anemic, you know, slab of tomato on there, I'll take it off. But I'll eat fresh tomatoes, a little salt and pepper. Mm, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So you went from tomato hater. You had the label of tomato hater. Yes. Now you have the label of good tomato lover. Yes, tomato lover. <laughs> oh, but only tomato good Tomato lover. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not going to use it for green bell peppers. Oh, there, there's no point in that as far as you're no. concerned. Yeah. No, I think I'm holding on to that aversion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not perfect. Me, me and, and Barry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> me and Barry. Barry's going nowhere near green pepper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's interesting to think about like where are labels useful and then what labels are you using that aren't helping you at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, do you, have you ever noticed this with, I mean, you talked about a little bit with clients when they think about like I'm an organized person or I'm a disorganized person. Um, but is that something that you sort of run into on a regular basis with your clients? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, most, you know, most people who call in a professional organizer, or many, uh, feel they are disorganized. Um, mm-hmm. And But for some people, especially those who are challenged by chronic disorganization, I think it's a, a, a there's a certain amount of futility or shame or something associated with it that's particularly negative. Um, right. Also, a lot of my clients, as I think I've mentioned, label themselves as perfectionists, um, mm-hmm. which they f- see in as a tendency as a con- contradictory to um, being disorganized, which isn't. I don't see that as contradictory, but it feels like a paradox. I think sometimes. Um, right. But. Excuse me, but uh, I'm trying to think what other labels I hear. Well, I label myself as messy, uh, which I think is a true label. And I've gone from feeling bad about that label to being okay with that label. (laughs) So (laughs) that's progress, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that's the, um, I think that's one thing to pay attention to is how you feel about any labels that you use Mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like, if it's not, if it's, if you don't care about being a messy person, I, then I think it doesn't matter. But if you think of yourself as messy and feel uh, bad about it, feel shame about it, then that's something to, to look at. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And when um, I first started out in my business, it, I, I, felt more, uh, I don't think shame is the right word, but it felt uh, like off-kilter to be messy, 
um, as an organizer. But right. in fact, it's not. It's 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 fine. And and you know, it's not messy as in the eye of the beholder. I'm messy for an organizer, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're not actually really all that messy. Right, but I'm not super neat as a pin. And when I go to like a, a local chapter meeting of our of our organizers group, we sit usually we sit at a tables and mm-hmm. my space is just a big old mess. Like I mess, I, it, there's just stuff. I always have a lot of stuff to bring with me because I mean I used to be on the board and stuff, and yeah, it was always a big old mess. But I, I embrace it. Yeah, so it doesn't. Yeah, it's just just how it is with me, and I I function pretty well. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> I was thinking about like with with my clients. A lot of times, you know, they'll come to me and they'll feel um, like you know they're a procrastinator or they're um, um, I can't think of the word, but procrastinator is a big one, and mm-hmm. they're and. People feel so bad about procrastination all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a label that really uh, doesn't number on you. Yeah. I mean, especially and if you live, try to live up to it. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that's one of the things is it's easy to sort of give up if you're like, well, I'm just a procrastinator and this is how it'll be. And then you're always feeling bad about leaving things to the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a person who leaves things to the last minute but always gets them done, let go of the label of procrastinator and think about it as, you know, sort of just in time and embrace it. Right. Just in time. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't, isn't that a manufacturing principle, just in time? It is. Yeah. yeah. So instead of, like, manufacturing a bunch of stuff and maintaining an inventory, you manufacture it as you need it, essentially, as it, right. you know, gets goes out the door. Right. Just in time. Or, like, print-on-demand books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I would I can imagine that a lot of your clients are looking for, or, or label themselves as procrastinators and are able to find some tools working with you that allow them to not put off getting started, because it's... Right, I would imagine. Yes, I feel as though I fall into that camp. <laughs> I used right. to be a big procrastinator. I don't feel like yeah. I am now. Probably has a lot to do with working with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that I, I would be really happy if that was the case because um, that I mean that's one of the things that I feel so strongly about is is helping people sort of get over however they're labeling themselves to be able to do the things that they want to do and you know if if you start out thinking like oh even just I can't do that oh I'm not a person that does those sorts of things Mm -hmm. um if you if you feel it at sort of at the level of identity like who you are as a person then that's definitely a label to explore if it particularly if it's holding you back right I keep coming to in my mind as we're having this discussion um, something that's been I've been noodling around for a while, which is that I don't um, like I don't use power tools and stuff. I'm not handy. 
that's mm-hmm. it. Not handy. I mean, like at all. And and I'm married to somebody who's also not handy, but he knows a little bit more than I do. And so I <laughs> I let I ask him to do anything that's handy, or we hire somebody. But I now you know I have team members, almost all or all of whom are women, and some of them are handy, and they uh-huh. watch them do these things with utter confidence. And I'm thinking, geez, Louise. I should just go, like, I literally was thinking about this this morning when I was making coffee. I should just, like, look at the community college catalog and sign myself up for some using power tools or whatever classes might be out there and let go of that label and become handy. Yeah. Why the heck not? Because it bugs me that I feel helpless in that regard. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm there's got to be some sort of, like, you know be your own handyman kind of class at the yeah. community yeah. college or you can learn to hang a picture and fix a leaky toilet which sounds hard but is not that hard right that's right you're pretty handy right yeah well yeah. and it's funny I sort of I run into trouble on the opposite end of things of thinking that I have to do it and that oh. rather than hire someone I'm to sorry. do it yeah I should just hire um, you to do it <laughs> then it'd be perfect <laughs> if only had, you live nearby <laughs> i know well i have a, like i went to a, a friend's house once and she had this whole long like a honey-do list for me she's like this <laughs> this um cabinet door doesn't close and this thing da, da. it's like so like i stayed with her for a few days and just like fixed all these little things so she wouldn't have to hire a handyman for <laughs> You're the perfect yeah. house guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and one time I went to a restaurant and the toilet was running like like the it was just gushing water through and oh. I fixed it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was a I have to say it was a nice restaurant too. <laughs> oh my god. If it was a nice yeah. restaurant, I would have run out of the re- of the bathroom to tell somebody about it. Well, no, it wasn't like flooding, but you know when the when the flapper doesn't close and so the yeah. water just runs into the bowl and out. Yes, it doesn't. It's not flooding over it. But got it. And I was like, you know, they they have other stuff to do. There, no one's gonna want to like come in here and fix this, and it'll take me two minutes. So yeah. I fixed it, and then I told them, and I said, "Hey, your toilet was running. I fixed it, but you might want to have someone look at it later." And they just looked at me like I was crazy. Did they give you a free dessert? No, I think they were just too sort of stunned by the whole thing to even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I want to let go of the, or I want to embrace a label of being handy by actually becoming handy as a result of this episode. Well, and also you could... um, you could get a good education on YouTube. I mean, like pretty much anything you want to do, someone's done a video on it. Good point. I actually didn't think of that. Huh. Yeah. I know. We're so old school. You're going to go take a class at the community college. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, um, Elliot asked, we were helping him brainstorm jobs that he could get for the summer. And he at, and I suggested that he apply at some temp agencies. And he's like, well, how do I find them? And I was like, well, the last time I did it, I looked at the yellow pages. <laughs> right. How do you I think you, you might do Google it? it. <laughs> right. That's 
funny. How do I find them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Then I, I as long as I was and practicing on things that don't matter. Right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, you can practice. think about, like, is there something that's bugging you around your house? Yeah. Or something that you haven't done that you would like to be able to do instead of hire a handyman and then look it up on YouTube and see how to do it. Yeah, but but I don't think I want my first attempt to be on the actual house. <laughs> well, you want to practice on a client's house? <laughs> no, I was thinking <laughs> practice on a practice piece of wood or whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking more practice something. On a client's <laughs> I don't I don't know like you're sounding like you're wanting to get into carpentry or something but I'm thinking of like tightening a doorknob or right um yeah I actually you know fixing a squeaky hinge right if we're looking at that level of thing that I could I got projects all over the house yeah that's a great idea and our uh shower um you know how we have claw-footed showers, and it's got this sh- right. the claw-footed tubs with the shower converter, and the diverter level the lever, the one that makes it go from coming out of the faucet to coming out of the shower, yes, uh, is not functioning. Oh, so Google I, that. Yeah, I sent my handyman to look at it. The one who is upstairs right now. Oh and, yeah, and he proclaimed <laughs> the it resident handyman. Uh huh. <laughs> he proclaimed it broken, but maybe I'll do a little googling well so if it's already broken Mm -hmm. see if you can find something try it a little bit worst case scenario you can't fix it and then you call in a plumber to take care of it yeah he said it just has to be replaced but uh uh-huh how good would it feel if you were actually able to fix it that would feel good (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i should try it (laughs) i've got a light week this week so i think that's a good that's 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 gonna be a fun project uh, the Excellent. whole idea of using my house as a workshop to become handy without fear. Yeah. I think I have a Reader's Digest published book about it around here somewhere, about home repairs. I, I might have one of those, too. Maybe, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll mail it to you. No, I really have one. Yeah, oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Not that it's ever been opened. I don't think. <laughs> like, you probably got it as a housewarming present. Right. Right. Yeah, I actually probably have gotten rid of it by now, but um, but YouTube is better. So yeah. uh, as long, yeah. Oh, excellent. All right. Have we veered off topic? I apologize. We've got into no, because we're still talking about we're talking about like ways to transform your unhelpful label of being unhandy to a helpful label of being handy. Yeah. And this it's a perfect way to do it. You just start. Right pick low consequence things i'll do it yeah i'll keep track i'll let you know excellent that's exciting and i, I guess don't think my i have to go to the community to college <laughs> sorry no but i kind of want you to because that'd be really cute <laughs> uh, i'll go to i'll go to this the the senior adult center and take a class <laughs> Oh my god, that would be even cuter. <laughs> okay, I interrupted you. You were saying All your right. thing is <laughs> What's your thing going to be? Um, your label? I don't I don't have one. I was going to make oh. a joke about rolling my Rs. 
Oh, right. I already forgot about that. You don't have a, an unhelpful label to let go of, Shannon? Oh, I'm sure I have many. I'm just, none of them are coming to mind right now. Right. Um, Oh, you know what has been, um, what has been a label that is giving me troubles is thinking that both because of um, my previous head injuries and my age that I have memory problems. Mm -hmm. And I... Like, I just sort of think that's who I am. And it's not very helpful because I actually remember a lot of stuff that other people don't remember. And there are definitely things that I need to track in a different way than I used to. But, you know, it was funny. Yesterday, Mike was looking for something and I can't go into the basement right now because there's no handrail. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I, I haven't been into the basement for like, I don't know, six weeks but there there was something he was looking for this cleaner and i said you know i think the last time it should be on the shelf if it's not on that shelf then the last time it got used was when you were cleaning the house and i think you had it in a blue bucket that was next to the shelf wow and he goes downstairs and he goes and he comes up and he's like I, I don't know why you think you have memory problems. That's exactly where it was. It was in a blue bucket next to the shelves, and I had and it was in there because I had used it for cleaning the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go, right. It's not the label of having a bad memory isn't helpful and isn't accurate. Right. You just have a different memory than you. Although used to. I'm sure I'll forget about our recording time next time. <laughs> I, I don't put it in my calendar <laughs> well the problem is we put it in our calendars and then but we then we doubt ourselves right because half yeah. the time we put it in wrong right well right. that's it like, yeah you got a text from me last night when i said hey this is what i have in my calendar is this right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i when i i <laughs> when i got the text i checked my calendar and i was certain that it was wrong <laughs> And it wasn't. <laughs> so, we're in the same boat. But I feel if we were living in the same time zone, we wouldn't perhaps have these problems. Yeah, it would be easier. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. yeah All right. Sure. Well, so I'm going to let go of the label of having memory problems. Excellent. That's that's great. Um, I just have to say that I feel I have that label and as well and I I think it might be merited but I this morning or last night I'd plug in my mouse my MacBook's Uh external mouse wireless mouse uh, is rechargeable right and you have Mm -hmm. to plug it in and it plugs in on the bottom so you can't use it while it's plugged in okay so right I I wanted to um, plug it in while I was not using it overnight and I wanted to take my laptop upstairs. Usually I plug it in my laptop. So I plugged it in on the wall where I wouldn't have seen uh-huh. it. And so I wrote myself a big <laughs> note and put it on my desk. That it's right here. It says, mouse is charging behind big chair. <laughs> because <laughs> I was pretty sure that I'd come down and not find my mouse and freak out. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but in fact, probably because I wrote that note, I had no trouble remembering that that's where it right. was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of the funny thing about writing things down. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. 
Might, yeah, I didn't have, yeah. Otherwise, I would have, like, probably, my mind might have gone crazy overnight. Like, not completely rested, because I was so worried about remembering that where my mouse was. Yeah. Because yeah, I could have spent yeah. half a morning looking for it behind that big <laughs> chair. I would not have seen it. I would not have looked over there. <laughs> and if, in fact, I just yesterday found my uh, hub, my MacBook's hub, that's been missing for three weeks. And it's oh my goodness! Bugging me. And yesterday I thought I'm going to find it. And what I remembered on my trip that I had put it in its little case, oh. which is why I couldn't find it. Or I don't know. Anyway, I opened my bag, which I thought I'd looked at four times and dumped it upside down and everything. And there it was. Oh. Because it was inside Our a little brains. tiny zipper. Yeah. But it was like yeah. I, I made the intention. I remembered it was in the case. Boom! It jumped out at me. <laughs> there it was. Yeah. But I think letting go of the label of having a bad memory is a good one. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I might try that too. I was going to say, you can, you can join me in that endeavor. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. I used to have the yeah. label of having a really good memory. And yeah, I enjoyed me that too. label. Yeah. Um, so we want to hear from you, our listeners, um, what labels are you using that you want to let go of and what labels would you like to embrace you can um, share with us on social media we're on facebook and instagram at getting to good enough and on twitter at gtg enough you can also leave a comment on the show notes at getting to good enough.com or you can leave us a message at 413-424-gtge that's 4843 but for now This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I'm still going to practice rolling my R's. Oh, good. Please report back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)